Welcome. Hi. Hi to the self-evident podcast. Who is this? I know. I got a new co-host. I know. It's me. I'm here. Welcome. I just, uh, is my here? name is Mike. He's no longer a book or an empty seat. <laughs> He's finally not taking a vacation. My man just milking this whole thing. I mean, hey. Has when, a baby, adopts a baby, and thinks, I'm just going to take off. When you're on top, you don't have to work. <laughs> man, what the heck? Oh, man, what's wrong with you? oh you leave me hanging. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's fine. It'll reflect in your paycheck. <laughs> I, I miss my banter here. I know. I what miss the it too. What kind of Mexican shirt am I <laughs> that's that's okay that's okay i i give you permission i i give you permission we've been having fun with the headphones today he and i were messing with it the whole time and well you know you are a casualty of it i found it hey it there oh we go <laughs> I didn't let's, do it. Let's just let's. Just. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back, guys. To Should me. we redo the intro? Can we recreate the laughter? <laughs> Suppose everyone's like, Dude, I want a magic stupid. moment. I want a you're magic stupid. moment. Everybody, let's recreate that. Anyways, I just miss my friend I want the so dude you sold out of your books your first batch yes that's pretty incredible man good for you thank you to all of you still available at the self-evident truth.com go to the self-evident truth.com he ordered another batch folks yep. if you're if you're missing out don't cry the crocodile tears now's not the time just get it go out and get it you but notice his accent right now it's because he just got back from Wisconsin, a minute. Where was it? Michigan. Michigan. It was kind of funny. I was up in the UP. When when I go back, I hear the accent more and more pronounced Liar. every time I go. No, it's true. I was I was at the Y, and a couple of guys were talking there, and they were all talking, you know, <laughs> like the North. And it was great because they were super polite, but they were also talking like "Go Lions," you know. <laughs> I I encountered I encountered two Michiganians. And they were describing at what point in Michigan they, they lived in. And they held up their hand like this. Oh, yes. And I was so baffled by what this meant. This, this <laughs> is the map. We'd, we'd carry our map with us. But the, it's funny because <laughs> I have seen people from Wisconsin try to do it. Wisconsin. They, they copy us. No, you fools. Stop. Just stop. Well, can we just say thank you for tuning in this morning? <laughs> No, I, I want to stand on this soapbox about this. You should. <laughs> you no. should. No, I'm, I was really like kidding. I, I wanted him to finish. I was just trying to. Chuck says he's from the UP. The UP. He's, he's from watching from Escanaba. <laughs> there we go. Welcome, Chuck. Hey, man. When I first heard that was a town. No, no offense, Chuck. I, I, I was like, that is not a town. That's got to be like a, <laughs> a a name from the Simpsons they make up, right. you know, or like the uh, Escanaba in the moonlight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like a made up name or something. I was like, oh no. And then when I found out, I was like, hey, Escanaba, because I've been up there preaching before. Yeah. So it's like, Ooh. <laughs> no, my uh, my dad's got a place in Manistique, so you know, UP, UP. That's okay. I'm a troll. So, I get it. Comment where you're from, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Share this with a friend. Um, we're going to be talking about some different things. You can see by the title, what is the acceptable fast? Um, obviously, uh, tomorrow is the day where we're having all the nation join us to fast and pray. Yep. 
And you know, what's that going to look like, Mike? What's that, what's that whole day going to look like? So tomorrow you're going to have me and I'm going to be popping in and out yeah. and we're going to have people joining me at the top of the hour. Yeah. Every hour we'll be doing prayer and I encourage yeah. you guys tune in and pray with us. Right. So, so we'll be having guests, man. You are making this so significant and powerful. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't care. I want to call you out on it. That's bad. <laughs> but, sorry. But join us tomorrow. And and Massey will be popping in and out as well. Um, it's gonna be good because we're all doing this together, and we highly encourage you pray and fast with us tomorrow. Take the day, mm-hmm. pray and fast. You can fast while you're working, you can pray while you're working, and take some time to join us. We'll be like I said, we'll be in and out all day, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Doing prayers at the top of the hours. We hour we got good guests coming on, man. We got yeah, some awesome exciting. guests. So that's what's going on. Yeah. But first, we're gonna do some news bits. <laughs> Ooh. Got some good ones too. Yeah, we do. I mean, I think. I think so too. So share. Yeah. Because you want our take. You know you do. You know you care. You're missing this. You care. Yeah. Because it's in the Bible. <laughs> Twitter is in the Bible. Yeah. Somewhere. Vanity of vanities <laughs> is what Solomon called it in Ecclesiastes. All is vanity. <laughs> Read Ecclesiastes 12. Your your daily yelling has been brought to you by oh, yeah. <laughs> Mexican. What do they call the little bacon jalapeno poppers? I feel like that. Anyways, let's continue, man. It's stupid. That sounds tasty right now. It does, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you call me, you, it does. You distracted Dang. me. Bacon, jalapeno bacon, poppers. Jalapeno Somebody I know makes amazing ones. My Whoever wife. that is, if you're listening, make more. Anyways, we ready? We're ready. All right. Go for it. All right, number one, Musk vows to fight for you. For you. I feel like cheesy during the day lawyer commercial needs to happen for Musk. So Elon <laughs> Musk has announced that he will support people <laughs> who are fired for posting or liking something on X. I don't know how I feel about the name right now. X. I get it, Elon, but. I don't know. You may have missed the mark. Anyways, he said, if you were unfairly treated by your employer due to posting or liking and something on this myth. platform, we will fund your legal bill, Musk said. No limit. Please let us please let us know. I bet investors and the board are going, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta know that's what you're getting in bed with with Elon. He's gonna right. do something crazy like this. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean? Posting public. Like, I'll cover your legal bills. He goes in there. He's like, cool. I bought it. I'm going to fire 80% of you. It's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, dude. What are you doing? We're bleeding money. We only have money for four months and uh, I got to cut everybody. It's like, dang. You know, that's just kind of yes. how he is. <laughs> it is. I feel like building flamethrowers. So he built, what does he make? Like 20,000 of them or something? Uh-huh, something like that to help fund another project. <laughs> it's like. Yes. This guy's he's gonna fight uh Zuckerberg in yeah, a MMA crazy. charity. I think they're even doing it in the Coliseum or something. I don't like yeah. I can't help but say I love this guy. You, you kind of gotta give it up. <laughs> it's entertaining. It is, it really is. No matter how you feel about him. Man. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, but look, he's saying, you know, if you if, on the hey on, on the Twitter, it's not Twitter anymore, it's no, X. X. The X verse. Is that what I don't know why he called it X. I, I still I don't know. I'm trying to I figure a, it out. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big Twitter user anyway. We have an yeah. account, but I don't engage I, much. I think we probably posted what 
10 years ago. <laughs> no, no. Our, <laughs> our, we still our podcast still go live. Oh, does it? it? Yeah. Okay. So well, we cool. get some reaction see, here and there, you, but you see how much I pay attention to X. Anyways, number two. He doesn't even have a Facebook account. What's true? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Number two. Women's soccer is donezo. That's right. Team USA lost to Team Sweden. Not only is Team Sweden much more attractive, but true. they're better at soccer. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> That's funny. Either you're mad or laughing at this. Either way, you know it's true. That's why you're mad. Or you're laughing because it's true. Oh, man. I typed it, and I was like, do I? Yes, yes I do. Just say it. But don't worry. Team DEI advisor Megan Rapinoe stated, I think this team has always fought for so much more, and that's been the most rewarding part for me. You know who would say that? A loser. Of course, playing in the World <laughs> Cup and winning championships and doing all that, but to know that we've used our really special talent to do something, you know, that's really, like, changed the world forever, I think that means the most to me. Yes, you've changed the world forever. The world is annoyed by you. So, they're done. Goodbye. Have, have you seen Have you seen the recent Piers Morgan thing? Well, no. I don't know how recent it was actually. He was talking to someone about like soccer and like uh, I can't remember what sport it was, but this woman who is non-binary doesn't identify as either one, but was a former male, now is a female, but it's, it, it's, it doesn't identify some, yeah, as, yeah. but turned woman. He goes, she's she got an award for i think it was soccer or something like that and he goes look how absurd this is how could she go for women's sports if she doesn't identify as a woman right how how does that so, make sense so you don't oh, have he's to blown. identify now yeah the other one's like <laughs> it's they it's they he's like dude listen to you like just listen to you and right. i'm not a i'm not i mean i'm a fan of peers in a in a certain sense but like yep. you got to give the guy some credit man I I love that he he's kind of like on that same vein as Bill Maher. He's he's hitting the right notes right, right now. He's he's on track and, and hitting the right things. And it, I'm glad he's calling it out. And I'm glad he's pointing this out of like this is absurd. And it is. It's absolutely absurd. And then uh, Rapino to to connect her into all of this. She thinks that's a great idea. Yeah, let's let's have men playing in women's sports you are destroying yourself yeah you're destroying women yourself should, women should be paid more that means only women what about the non-binary folk yeah they're not a woman they don't identify as a woman that's so do you see how so, stupid this is no <laughs> anyways number three it gets better guys scotland is saving the environment how are they doing that by scotland scotland they're cutting down almost 16 million trees since the year 2000 for wind turbines. Mm. We're going to save the planet and cool it by cutting down trees. We're also going to fly away with all of our wind turbines. <laughs> Earth will now tilt its axis because it's <laughs> just picture Earth like it's floating up and floating away. <laughs> it's like up, but with wind turbines. <laughs> So they have been calling 1,700 trees daily to make way for green initiatives. The things that turn CO2, carbon dioxide, your dangerous, poisonous greenhouse gas. Trees turn that. 
into oxygen. You're going to remove those to put up wind turbines to save on CO2 production. What? What? I miss you, man. <laughs> Dude, you made this good. I'm just looking at these stories going, seriously? <laughs> Dude, where's the environmentalist on this? How much? 1,700 trees no, no, daily. Listen, listen. Cutting 16 million trees since 2000. You know, remember the, the, the tree hugger people? Yeah. We're losing trees. Wind turbines. I mean, I ain't no, I ain't no math, math statistician, but like, uh, them numbers ain't good. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something off right now, so, so and it ain't making no sense. These, these calculations ain't working out. I don't get it. But of course, a government official claimed where woodland is removed. <laughs> and she said, "I just got dumber hearing that." <laughs> you got to be on the show with us. That would have been a perfect little. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, where woodland is removed in association with development, developers will generally be expected to provide compensatory planting in order to avoid a net loss of woodland. Yes, generally. Hey guys, if you get a chance, could you like plant some trees? Maybe. Where are you gonna plant them? All the right turbines you, you, are in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll plant them. Holy crap! Somewhere, maybe, someday. We've got you covered. You know, one day. If Christ doesn't return, those wind turbines will be turned into hotels. <laughs> People ride the elevator up. Yeah, I mean, because you can't you, you can't <laughs> survive like that, right? People right. are gonna be like, "This is stupid. You're killing our farmland. Cut it all off, yeah. right?" Because the people eventually rebel. Yep. I, all I, of a sudden, you're gonna have these little shacks, of just <laughs> like giant little windmill turbine things. The the new rich person Airbnb. It's yeah, like the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When we turn uh, I wonder, factories into loft apartments, we're turning. I just wonder uh, if I spoke windmills. prophetically. You probably did. Mike could have. We need to buy a windmill and get on the, the front of this curve here. So it's coming soon. Self-evident Airbnb windmill turbines retrofitted into <laughs> cozy, hotels. Cozy cabins. Cozy cabins. Don't fall. Anyways. All right. <laughs> we give you a nice view. <laughs> Sitting on the ledge. Ah! I miss you, man. Oh, this I miss is fun. You. I'm enjoying myself. Oh, dude. All right. This is so, bad. you know, that's this is bad. That's news bits. What are we doing? I don't even know. Anyway, we're here. Um, yeah, let's get into it. Don't forget to pick yourself up a book. <laughs> Once again, subscribe because we ain't the smartest things. We ain't the sh- smartest tools in the shit. Wait, it, we ain't the sharpest bulb in the tree. Wait, what? <laughs> we ain't the brightest. But well, we are. We we sure is. We ain't you, the brightest sock in the knife drawer. <laughs> <laughs> the culmination. <laughs> That's making me think of uh, Back to the Future. As my favorite part in that. Well, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> it's leave, you fool. <laughs> make like a tree and leave. I don't watch that heathen mess. I do. It's amazing. Back to the future before Michael J. Fox got all shaky. Yeah. Anyway, let's get let's talk about fast. (laughs) 
We're supposed to be talking about fasting here. Let's put our god hats on. <laughs> yeah, give us a minute. You got to get this out of our system right now. Well, uh, just just for everybody, I love Michael J. Fox. <laughs> but I mean, he's. <laughs> Wonder if he's helped cut down trees. <laughs> So glad the you got You got. You got to be. In the, yeah. You got to be in the studio to understand any of this right now. I'm so glad Sorry. the audio listeners couldn't see that. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad no one saw that. <laughs> right. All right. Fasting. Let's talk about fasting. <laughs> I can't make this segue, dude. I need your help. Well, it's because right. you, 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 you did comedy before fasting. You didn't even think that one through. We'll nope. go right into it. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah, we we got to fast, you know. And and here's the reason. I you know what I love about the Lord. Comment, Amen. If you just believe truly, the joy of the Lord is your strength. I think the Bible says in Proverbs that ma- laughter is the medicine of the soul, and, and and I love it, man. So we have fun here. And if you don't like that, well, then get saved. <laughs> Quit being religious and get saved. Amen. Have some fun. Have some fun in your life for crying in the mud. Quit being a stick in the mud. And <laughs> for so, crying in the mud. But I do think fasting shouldn't be like Christ said, something where you put yourself under sackcloth and ashes and you right. know you it should be a time where it's like, okay, I'm doing this unto the Lord. In other words, should it always be where it's like tough all the time, or should it be like a rejoicing time? Like, Lord, I am giving myself to you. I'm sacrificing myself to you. I'm putting my flesh down for you. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's actually a really good segue and connection because we were were talking about, look, God is a God of humor. God loves to laugh, right? He does. We we love joy. We love laughter. He laughs at the wicked every day. Exactly. I'm kidding. kidding. Especially. (laughs) There's a lot of you out there. So, but... A religious, it, I don't want to use this word spirit, but a religious approach, yeah. right? The, the legalistic approach, very solemn, very somber, very, very, you know. And it like could be for some. Dry, right? Yes. But I think we tend to think we have to be that way for fasting, just like you're saying. Like yeah, putting on the sackcloth and the ashes and wailing and crawling across the ground because you haven't eaten in a couple hours. And like this, this. When we put on that religious attitude, we're actually putting the show back on ourselves, right? Agreed. And fasting is something that you are doing to set aside the flesh and put yourself in connection with the Lord. And we wanted to talk about fasting and and getting ready for tips, hints, tricks, that kind of thing, because we're going to be fasting tomorrow. And I think some people, it's a bit of a daunting task for them. I think a lot of people haven't fasted because they're like, I, uh, that, yeah. that sounds heavy. That sounds hard. I'm, I'm not that spiritual. It's valuable. And biologically it's valuable for you. There's, there's plenty of studies that show it's healthy for you to do periodic fast. We're not going to get into that, but we are going to get into the spiritual realm of it. You know, I do think too, like fasting, some people say, well, I'm not that spiritual. Well, that's why you fast so that you can be that thing. So the, the whole idea of fasting is putting your flesh under to submit to the spirit, to, to hear what he's saying. Now, 
I think one of the things that gets lost in translation, we fast for situations to change. And yeah. I don't think that's what <laughs> fasting is about. If you read Isaiah, what is it? Isaiah 50. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. 56. 56 yeah. I think. I think it's 56 where he says, is this the acceptable fast of the Lord, right? To undo the chains of the oppressed and let them go free and to feed the sick and the, you know, 56. So it's like, I don't think, just listen to me here. I don't think fasting is for you to change situations. I firmly believe fasting is to change you to learn what situations are because situations will always come up. And I think, um, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but I'll come back to fasting. I think there's a reason Christ and uh, James, the book of James, he's inspired by Christ, by the spirit of God saying, count it all joy when you go through various trials. There's a reason for that. I think we look at the trial and go, Lord, what the heck? And he's saying, count it all joy. You're looking at the wrong thing. Trials will come. But you know what's hard to do for a Christian is to have joy in everything. Yeah. It's hard for us totally. to trust God in everything. It's hard totally. for us to, like, submit to God in everything. It is. It's freaking hard, man. Comment amen. It's hard to constantly be in the spirit. You have to put your flesh under. Now, if anybody found the monopoly and the secret code to be in the spirit all the time, good for you, man. Let me know. Write a book so I can understand it. Right. But everybody's walk's different. And so, like, you got to, like, figure it out for yourself saying, Lord, how do you want me to fast this time? I want to put me under, Lord, to see you move. I just want to see you move in my life. Give me direction, Lord. Give me purpose, whatever. <clears throat> but it's not to change situation. I think it's mainly to change us. Yeah, and I think so. Tomorrow we're going to be praying for the praying and fasting for the nation, right? But how does that happen? We as the church, we as the body of believers, as the children yep. of God, have a job and a task individually with the Lord, right? So if you're fasting True. and praying, and and you're trying to transform not just the things around you, but yourself, Truth. then that will help transform and tear down strongholds, right? Because you'll be in a better position spiritually to be a part of that battle. And to Massey's point, this whole, uh, the, the having faith and reliance in the Lord at all times, right? So being, being honest and vulnerable, the last couple of days have been difficult for me, just watching all of the wickedness. Right. It's, and it's hard. Like it, it, it's tough. It gets tiring of like, and I was even talking to my wife and, and you and I have had these conversations on the deck, yeah, right? Of like, times. what am I even doing? What, <laughs> what's the point? Are we even moving the needle here? Are we right. making a dent here? Right. And, and I was going through that, especially coming back from vacation. It was like, <clears throat> golly, what, what are we doing here? Truth. Like, am I doing anything? And then I was having this conversation with her of just opening up of like, I, I I watch all of the stuff going on around us, and it's like it it and I I really believe this was the Lord. It brought to mind where the Lord in several places says, "Is there even one righteous man?" Mm. Right? There's nobody. Right? And I had that sense of wow. like, Good Lord, call. I kind of feel what what you were saying there. Of like, you watch all of this, and it's like. Is there anybody righteous that is is standing up and making a difference? Now I know there are, right? But you can get to that point where it's like there it's just so overwhelming. To roll it back into what you were saying is like, what is your focus on? Is your focus on all the wickedness and the evil and, and everything going on? Yes. Or is your focus on the Lord and what he's doing Amen. and what his plan is and your intimacy with him? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, with with when it comes down to to this specific thing, wickedness happens, and it it doesn't stop. We're in this world, right? Wickedness exists, 
I think the Christian does this thing and it's almost kind of, uh, it's, it's, it's weird because we say we want to eradicate evil from the country. That's a great statement, but that just won't happen. We're in this right. world. When we say we want to stop suicide. That's a great thought, but we can, that, that will exist. Right. Wickedness exists. Um, poor, the poor, the poor you will always, always have, with, have you. with you. Right. So it's like, I think we put our focus on, we need to go stop it instead of just saying, Lord, give me that next one. Yeah. Give me that next one. Lead me to this one. Right. Because at one at a time, I think that's how it stops. R remember when the founders fought in the revolutionary war, you know, the, the more history I do on this, the wickedness didn't stop. Right. Once they won that battle, all of a sudden France comes in and brings in their crap in the, in the early 1800s after mm -hmm. the revolutionary war, our university started to kind of go agnostic and all these other things because of French influence. Yep. They were reading pamphlets like um, from Thomas Paine, Thomas Paine. Yeah. the age of reason, all these other things. So things started to happen. Wickedness still existed. So because God answered them, that did not mean the war was over. The war is spiritual. I think we neglect thinking it about it that way. We think we got to do it in our fleshly minds. So last yeah. I was just talking to a friend of ours uh, at church yesterday, and I said to her, like, I think what's hard is being on the side of a conservative, right? Take the Republican out of it, just a conservative. <clears throat> I think sometimes we're focusing on Trump indictments and all these other things more than scripture. So we, yeah. we, we, every morning we wake up, we go right to Facebook, see what's happening with all these other things, instead of saying, no, Lord, I'm going to submit to the word. It actually happened this morning for me. This is full disclosure. I've been really asking the Lord to, to, to limit my distractions, right? Yeah. This morning I got up and I right away because I, I, I knew we were coming here early. So I thought, you know, let me get prepared. So I got in there and I really felt this angst in my spirit. Like it was weird. It was just like, don't ever do that. Just don't touch that again for me. That's what, that's what I said to myself. It felt so heavy to do that. Like it wasn't good for me. To really? Do. Yeah. It was, it was actually a good thing for Amen. me to feel that. Now I'm not saying the Lord said, don't ever do that. I mean, he might, he, he's done that many times in the old Testament. I'm not denying that. I'm saying for me, I was like, it felt like that's just not profitable. Yeah. And it's one of those like spiritual turns that my spirit needed where it's like, just focus on me. I'll take care of the rest. Just focus on what I'm doing. Now, that doesn't abrogate our duty or abrogate our duty, our duty to, to the nation. Right. But to your point, I felt something very similar. And I, th I think that's part of what I've been parsing out the past couple of days because I I started to look back into news and, and a lot of stuff of these things that are, are supposedly coming down the pipeline. And I recognized the anxiety that it built within me. Yeah. And, no, dude. And that's is like, Lord, I don't, because that gets me off of you. That gets me off of seeing you. And, and that's a problem there. And it was a, a convicting thing of like, okay, where is my head? You right. know, where's my head going if if I'm reading these news articles about these things that are supposedly coming down the pipeline? It's like, and I will say one of the things that was you just kind of touched on, it gets overwhelming for us, and we'll tie this all back into fasting. Don't worry. But it gets overwhelming for us sometimes because <clears> – <throat> it feels like evil never takes a break. Evil never rests, right? And sometimes it feels like, okay, you get this win or, or you make this step forward in the territory and then evil just does yeah. another thing, comes around this way. It's like, I get tired of Dude, defending against evil. I yeah. literally just said this to Pizod. Like I said, I think Nehemiah is one of the coolest stories. If you think about it, the whole story in of itself is amazing. Yeah. He had favor with the king, all these other things. He got all the, the goods to do what he needed to do. But imagine, this is where we're at in this country. 
We have a sword in one hand and a trowel in another, mm-hmm. right? We have a job to do, folks. And it's like, I have a sword to defend me and my nation, me and my people, me and my family, right? You. But also, too, I got to start building back the foundations that were once destroyed. We've got to, so we're, we're, I think people try to do one or the other. And the bottom line is, folks, there's a lot of us, and tell me, amen, if that's what you feel like, that's you. And we want to empower you through this fast. And, and I, I know a couple of you that are on right now, especially Angel Banjo. She's on. Yep. She's one of those people you just feel. She's a, she's a fighter and a builder. Yep. And, and, you know, we want to bless you in that. We want to pray with you in that. But I think we, we neglect that story and think that was that, that's such a great story. Maybe I could take a spiritual concept. I really feel we're that right now. Yeah. Like the founders were that. They, they had to study the word and they weren't perfect. But they had to also fight. They had to be in prayer and fight. And let me give you an example. On um, in 1776, General William Livingston, I can't remember the date. Oh, 17th of May, he proposed in Congress a day of fasting, and it passed without objection. Right? This was before. Um, oh, this was just at was it July, May? So just before signing the Declaration, and George Washington actually had this order read to his troops. Mm-hmm. It says this: We earnestly recommend the 17th of May be observed as a day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer that we all with united hearts confess and bewail our manifold sins and transgressions and by sincere repentance and amendment of life, appease God's righteous displeasure and through the merits and meditation of Jesus Christ, obtain his pardon and forgiveness. Now listen to how they prayed through the fast. They weren't saying, Lord, I'm just fasting because I just need more of you. No, it's Lord. I, I need to change me. I, I need to stop me. Yeah. My flesh is great. Your spirit is greater, Right. Uh, the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. So keep put like, listen to that. Jesus wasn't condemning Peter in that statement. He was saying the spirit is willing. Your flesh is weak. Don't submit to a weak thing. Submit to the willing thing. We, we got to change how that, that, that works. He wasn't saying, Peter, you're all flesh. You're weak. No, quit submitting to something that's weak and get something that's willing. And so like when we fast and when we pray, we're submitting to something willing to do. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible yeah. say? If you're willing and you're obedient not just obedient. If you're willing and you're obedient, you will eat the good of the land. How do you become willing? Through the Spirit. The Spirit is willing. The Spirit should be the master of the flesh. Your Ooh. flesh right now Amen. Is, is your master. If you eat whenever you feel hungry, you watch TV whenever you want, you don't do your your readings, your prayers, your your intimacy time with the Lord because, well, you know, you just yeah, I don't feel like it, right? And and take a true accounting Good of whether or not your spirit is master over your flesh or your flesh is the master. We spoil our flesh rotten. I watched a a real uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. This guy says, "Isn't it funny that?" God has built our bodies to be able to fast for 30 days, to go 30 days without food. We've, we've built with, with our own food storage system. Yet. <laughs> I, some, I, I, some, <laughs> some of us have storehouses. <laughs> Share others, with the rest. Some have storehouses, others have sheds. <laughs> so, but he's saying like, isn't it funny that it's shoved down our throat eat three meals every single day, every day. And our bodies, we go without food for a couple hours, all of a sudden our body's screaming. Why is that? I truly believe it's more habitual than it is biological need. We're addicted to food. I think too, like, can I go back to your point? Yeah. Because this addiction, and we, we talk about all that stuff. 
But I think the legalist side of church for a long time made this a thing you must do right. instead of a, the spirit is willing. So let me do with joy and gladness to give right. myself of you. Like when, uh, you know, uh, when the alabaster box is broken to wash the feet of Jesus, that was a willing offering. Yes. You good see what way I'm saying? To put it. Yeah. So it's like, we, we should be more willing to say, no, Lord, my flesh doesn't, doesn't glory in your sight. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The Bible says, gosh, dang. Ooh, that speaks. I wonder if that's what that, that means speaks. now, because like, see, I love revelation. I love like, I'm, I'm thinking about all these scriptures and they're coming in my head, right? Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So put your flesh and blood down. Ooh. Live as Ooh. if you're walking on the kingdom here. Like you're, the kingdom of heaven is here already that we're building the kingdom of God now, dude, I just, you know, and, and, I, and I think about all these scriptures that people would use to condemn. I'm looking at it through God's eyes saying, no, 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 I'm calling you higher. Mm -hmm. Like you, you wanted to be a Christian. You submitted to the Lord, right? He's the Lord of, is he really the Lord of your life? Is he really God's sovereign King giving you the directive? Like you're the soldier in Christ's army. You are the one who is submitted to the one seated at the right hand of God, right? You're, you're submitted to him, the spirit of the Lord. So if you're truly that, then it's like, I'm going to put myself under now. I must do that. And it's not even a must. There's something about what Paul said. I am constrained by Christ. Mm -hmm. I'm apprehended. He said, basically, I'm in chains. I'm a servant of God. I'm a bond servant of Christ. He, he said, I'm compelled through love. Like love chained him. Well, I think if we could really read the words of those men, Paul, Peter, James, John, like, they didn't have a choice for them. It was like, I, I, I'm going to do, I have to, mm -hmm. there's no, I want to, there's no like fight. And yes, they fought against their flesh. Of course. Uh, Paul, Paul even talks wrote, about it. Yeah. He time. was like, I speak as a man. I speak in the flesh, yep. you know, I speak, as, but it's like, you see throughout his change, he just got more and more tight with God, mm -hmm. but then he became more human too. Like he became more pastoral in a sense, like he really did care about the people. And so like, I think the closer we get to God, the more we're going to care about people. Sometimes people reverse it. When they get closer to God, they want to be monks, go away. Everyone's wrong. I don't want to, you know, they're all apostate. There's only a hundred, there's only a certain amount that are selected to go to heaven. Dude, if you truly love Christ, he wants souls saved. You're going to want to be out there with people. And I wonder if that's what's holding us back from witnessing. Because we think in our religion that I need to be secluded because I'm not of the world when it's like Christ sends us into the world to go right. preach. So I think fasting and praying is going to do that for a lot of us is break us free from this bondage of, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to go out in the public to turn our hearts to say, you know what? I don't care. Souls are important right. to the Lord. Souls right. are his. That's, that's our goal. Yeah. And that's with fasting, you are putting your flesh under subjection to what the spirit wants to do. And guess what the spirit wants to do? Break down strongholds to free the captives, right? Release the oppressed. I love that. There's, there's a freedom in all of that, but we, We've got to set our hearts and minds correctly, which is in subjection to the Spirit. Now, I do want to get into a bit of just the, the nuts and bolts of fasting for those who haven't done it much or, or thinking about doing it, but like, I don't know. It's You got to first, like, at least choose how you're going to do it, okay? Are you going to do water? Are you going to do no water? You, It's up to you and the Lord. You, you seek the Lord and say, Lord, how would you like me to do this fast? Okay. And he'll tell you, he'll, he'll put it on your heart of like, I think no water this time. Can I, can I take a baseball bat to something? And I know this may offend somebody. I don't mean to offend, but the Daniel fast is not a fast. <laughs> it's a diet. 
<laughs> like it literally is described it, it as is a, diet a diet in in the Bible. Yes. When I hear people say, "Well, I'm doing the Daniel fast," no, you're eating vegetables. You're a vegetarian for a day, <laughs> or two weeks, <laughs> or two three weeks, weeks, right? Now it's good for you. Sure, you know, cleanse yourself. That's fine. <laughs> it's, it's... But the the problem is you're still satiating the flesh. The flesh craves food. Satiating. You're you're still taking in food sustenance, right? So you're you're reducing the effectiveness of what a fast is calling for. And so I highly recommend don't approach it as I'm going to do the Daniel fast. No food. Okay. Our body clamors for food. The other side of that is stopping social media is not a fast. Stopping from TV is not a fast. Stopping, stopping from internet is not a fast. That's a discipline. That's a discipline. That's that's a, a behavior lifestyle. He actually taught me you that. Know? I think I look at his life and I go, you know, he's a very disciplined dude. He takes months off of like certain things, like so he won't eat certain foods for a month or two. He won't he'll get off social media for a month. Like I notice his discipline routines and it's so incredible to watch because I'm like, I can't take a month off. I'm the leader of self heaven. I can't do that. And it's like, or you could delegate a month to someone else and let them manage it while you take your month. And it's just removing the excuses from us right to to not be able to the spirit is willing the flesh is weak we make so many excuses why we have to eat you know we make so many excuses i think uh you know when we talk about no water i'm just going to talk about it because i've never preached about it but i've only talked about it once so i hope this blesses you there was a point in my life i think it was in 2004 or 5 i was out of ministry and i started fasting and i i don't don't take my fast as something you should do I heard from the Lord. You can call me crazy. I don't care. And some of you nurses are going to freak out. There was a point where I was working at Taco Bell uh, because, you know, I was doing ministry part-time and, and, and that part-time. So I was supplementing income and stuff. And so I was single too. So I was like, <laughs> free tacos. <you> know? <laughs> so I was bigger than this. You know, I was pretty, pretty heavy. And um, there was just a point where I said, Lord, I need, I need you. So I started reading every commentary I could get, Spurgeon, uh, I was trying to get books on Moody, all these other things. And I was just kind of studying and all of a sudden I would go fasting. Now here's where it got weird. I remember the first fast I did was 10 days, no food, no water. And I was still working. I was still doing, mm-hmm. I was going to work. I was doing, I would not like, it was so crazy. I felt like if I put something to my mouth, I was just getting out of the will of God. You can call me nuts, but it was just one of those times. But for like eight months, I was fasting two weeks on no food or fasting two weeks on no food, no water. And then when I got off, I would eat once a day. I think it was, I lost a ton of weight. That wasn't the purpose. It was, that was the first time I ever felt close to God in my life. I remember praying one night and I'm not kidding. This is where people say there's a spiritual experience. That was my first one. When he transformed me, I'm sorry. That was my second one. When he transformed me, I knew it was real. The Holy spirit was real. I was praying in my living room during this time of fasting and I am telling you, everything started to just glow. It was like everything started to shine. It was like, what is this, Lord? And I felt like when I prayed, I prayed two specific things in that room, and they were answered in a second. Amen. For, one, was a, one was a healing issue. One was something else. And I was like, that was awesome. Like, I felt I was in the presence of God, and it was so humbling. It was so peaceful, right, that when I got in, it wasn't warfare. It was life. And I've never preached on this because I didn't want people to say, oh, I'm going to do that. I just felt at that time for me, I needed to do that. I remember, and people would tell me, I'd get people to say, dude, you're going to kill yourself. Only You can't go this, you can't. 
Well, Jesus did it for 40 days. Mm. You know, so that's that what was going on in my yeah. head. You can't live longer than seven days without water. Why well, did? I mean, so I, and, and again, I'm not saying for you to do that. That was my journey into fasting the first time ever. And it was awesome. And, and I, I'll never not recommend fasting and praying. Right <clears throat> now, when I got kicked out of or well, not kicked out, when I left that cult in 2013, I've put my face against the Lord. Like I didn't want to fast. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to read. I didn't want to know that. So it took a while. It was about five years, five, six years till I started fasting again. And I lost the art and the beauty of it. I lost the beauty of Lord transform me, yeah. change me. When I got back into that is when self-evident was birthed, when other things were birthed. And now it's like, you know what? I'm crying out for a nation, Lord. And how am I going to cry out for the God who helped our founders if I'm not disciplining myself the way they did? Right. How can I do that? Right. You know, and that's, that's the whole crux of this is they were intentional about it. Scripture is full of people being intentional with getting closer to the Lord. And that's what we're encouraging you to do. You know, and, and when you go through this process, you will have those moments where you want food, especially on those first couple of days. If, if you're going to do multiple days, if you're doing just one day. And I wanted to point this out because this is where I always get nailed. It's about, five o'clock in the afternoon when I'm on my way home, it's like, oh, I did pretty good. I've, I've done good so far today. I could just, you know, I could have dinner now. Do not give in to that voice of compromise. Cause there will be that voice of compromise that tells you, well, you did good enough. You, that was good enough. You know, you, you got your point across. You did what you needed to yeah. do. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I've right? done it. Right. Yeah. I've done it too. It's like, ah, it's good enough. We went all day. Yeah, you know the sun's down. I'm I was okay stressed. Now. I was stressed. I think I was. I was getting angry because I needed glucose. <laughs> so, I need, <laughs> so I need that pasta. <laughs> I'll feel better once I eat. Then I can really be close to God <laughs> while I'm sleeping. <laughs> Do not give in to that voice of compromise, and that's a massive lesson to learn. Oh my gosh, think of fasting as sleeping. During sleep, what is it doing? Is are are you are you torturing yourself by sleeping? No. You're actually regaining, you're rebuilding, you're rejuvenating, right? Right. right. <clears throat> so sleeping is for you. Why do they call it break fast? Ooh. Right? Now, yeah. you can't shove food in your mouth when you're sleeping. Why? It'll choke you. Come, guys, God is good. When you fast and you dedicate a fast to the Lord and you eat, you choke off the blessing coming. Ooh. When you don't keep to the vow, when you don't keep to the Lord, you put, told me to do this. Stay with the vow. Stay with what God has told you. And I think if we can look at fasting as rejuvenation, as a time of, Lord, me putting under so I can hear the Spirit, oh, my gosh, it'll transform you. And I pray that that ministers to you in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. I got I to gotta build that out, right? I got to – because it kind of didn't make sense. Maybe it made sense. But, like, it just – hopefully fasting tomorrow – <clears throat> with us <clears throat> will spark something in you to continue to do it. And we need more of it. We need, we want to do this at least once a month. Uh, it could be more than that. We don't know. We may start fasting for a week. You know, we don't know. We're just asking God to do something that we've never seen in our lifetime, but the founders wrote about it. The men of old wrote about it. The people in the Bible wrote about it, that they submitted to God and he moved. So Lord, we need you. We need you. We need you to ha like Habakkuk one, Lord, the, it's perverse out there. No one's listening to the law, blah, blah, blah. Then God said, I'm about to do something you ain't never seen. Mm -hmm. I need that God right now. Lord, you need to move on our behalf because these kids are dying for no reason, right? Babies are getting shot in Chicago. 
<clears throat> we're seeing all this wickedness, Lord, and it's on our watch. So, Lord, teach us to fight. Teach us to do. And I'm willing to do it, Lord, if you're willing to put it in me. Yeah. Which he is. Amen. Amen. It's beautiful way to wrap it up. Tomorrow we are doing a prayer and fasting day. Join us, please. Figure out with the Lord how that looks and tune in whenever you want during the day. Uh, we'll, we'll most likely have something going. We've got people praying at the top of the hour. Be sure to join us for each one of those and just seek the Lord and trust him. That's going to be the message in all of this is trust him. And I can't wait to hear the testimonies. And I want you guys to let us know what, what happened. What did the Lord tell you? What, what, were you feeling from the spirit? Yeah, you we'll, know? we'll do the podcast on Friday and hopefully yeah. you guys can just start shooting. We'll yeah. just make it a day of that tell us what great. happened to you, you know? So, all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It is good to be thank back. Thank you so much. Thank you from, what did they call it? What's Escanaba? <laughs> all right. We love you guys. We will see you on Friday. Well, no, see you tomorrow. See you on Tuesday, tomorrow, praying fast with us. Love you guys. Have a great day.